Hi everyone, welcome to the Brand Boutique Elite Speaker Series. Every week at Wednesday, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we bring in amazing entrepreneurs to share their story and how they got to where they are right now, as well as tips on how you can improve your business um, right now and take action. I'm very excited to have Gerald Bass on today. He is the marketing king, and he really focuses on that conversion piece. So in marketing, you need to attract, but you also need to convert those leads into actual sales. And they say sales is in the follow-up. So thank you so much for being on today. Definitely glad to be on, Farhana. Thank you again for having me on. So tell us a little bit about yourself and you know what you do. Okay, so uh, my name is Gerald Bass, once again, like Rahana stated, and I'm actually uh, in the digital marketing space. I have a company called The Rise of the One Percent, and basically we uh, we have a digital marketing agency for one, where we assist different entrepreneurs and business owners with growing their social presence on the internet, growing up their audience. Um, we also basically assist them with putting lead generation and customer acquisition systems in place to be able to generate more qualified leads and get customers, even clients, on the internet through some of our processes are even automated. And um, that's primarily what we do with our agency. And then also I have what we call the Rise of the 1% Academy, where it's basically our online training uh, platform where we train different entrepreneurs and business owners how to basically implement the different simplified marketing strategies to grow their business online themselves. Um, so that's primarily uh, what we've been doing at this time. We've been in business going on four years as of October since we've been doing this and uh, it's been pretty great so far. Awesome. So how did you get started in the digital marketing space and you know what was your story before that? What were you doing and you know how did you start your business? Yeah, so pretty much I actually started off in the entertainment business. I was a party and concert promoter here in Atlanta. I was involved in artist management as well. And I actually started my entertainment company while I was in college. I was like 20 years old. And I did that business for some years. I've done business with a lot of different celebrities. Um, but around 2011, due to the economy, I actually had took like a little decline in my income around that time. And so actually around that time, one of my buddies, who was in the entertainment business with me actually introduced me to uh, network marketing. So what I ended up doing was I got into network marketing. And when mm -hmm. I got into that industry, for the first few months, I didn't really have much success. Uh, I actually got to a conference for that particular company. And when I saw it was people with similar backgrounds as myself actually having success, I decided to take it seriously. So eight months later, after taking action in the company and you know putting in the work, I was fortunate enough to be promoted around about four times in the business and I helped some other people have some success. And we built in this particular business, it was actually a telecom and energy company. We was marketing telecom and energy services. Um, and then we also have to build a sales team at the same time. And so I built in that business for around about three uh, years. And around year three, what ended up happening was we started to like exhaust a lot of the market that we was marketing to. Um, so we found ourselves like going out to malls, passing out flyers, cold calling, putting out bandit signs. We was doing everything to generate leads and get business. 
And I literally got sick and tired of all the rejection. And so what ended up happening was I saw one of my buddies online had put up a post that like he was crushing it with growing his business on social media. And so I decided to reach out to him and ask him how he was doing it. And we got onto a call. And so he started talking about this idea of attraction marketing and becoming the hunted versus being a hunter all the time. And he started to talk to me about yeah, content creation and sales funnels and email marketing ads and all this stuff. And it was like a foreign language to me at that time. And I was like, all oh, this sounds great, but I'm gonna need help putting this together. And so what he ended up doing was he offered me to get into his coaching program. And at that time, my network marketing business actually was on a decline. So I didn't even have financial resources to really even get into his coaching program. I actually ended up borrowing the money. I got started in this coaching program and he started to teach me everything. And literally within the first 30 days of me taking action, I had my first $1,000 day on the internet. And then a few months later, we launched, I launched into a new network marketing company at that time, which was in the travel industry, where we was marketing travel services. And in two years, I went diamond in that company. Like I was a top producer. I had a large sales team selling travel all over the globe, literally. And I did real well. And so what ended up happening was I started having other home-based business owners at that time reaching out to me, asking me how was I having all this success? And how was I training up my team to have the success? And I was like, I was using the internet. So what ended up happening was I started to have a lot of home-based business owners at that time started to pay me to coach and train them on internet marketing. And from them paying me and me teaching them how to get results and some of them started to actually get results and I started getting testimonials and stuff like that. It led to more business coming to me and then it started leading to other business owners and other industries, brick and mortar and everything coming to me wanting assistance with marketing online. And so that's when I started my company of the rise of the one percent in October third of uh, two thousand and sixteen, I decided to start a coaching and training program and also start a digital marketing agency later on. So that's primarily the journey. Cool. So um, we have something in common. Well, a couple things, but I also worked in nightlife. So when I was in college in New York City, I worked for club promoters. And so I was the girl at the front of the door that had the list, if you were on the list, um, or when artists came to the club, I would make sure the artists that were performing knew where the green room was and that, or their tables, and they were all taken care of. Uh, right. So I started off in event marketing, and this is before Facebook was even a thing. Right. Um, yeah, there was some, there was some MySpace like interactions back then. Exactly. Um, but you know, it was before Facebook, so we didn't actually even take advantage of that back in the day. Um, right. But just in the progression of my career as well, working in like nightlife event marketing, and then when I moved back to Boston, I worked for different brands doing experiential marketing, event marketing, things like that, and mm. that why I started my business because 10 years ago I realized that all of these brands weren't fully utilizing the possibility of social media and they had these great brands that they were spending tons of money doing these really dope events but they weren't really monopolizing on letting people know prior on social media or letting people kind of interact and engage and we took a ton of photos um, after on social media and so that's kind of why I started so we kind of have a similar background Backgrounds, and then um, you know I'm also in digital marketing, so that's another thing in common. <laughs> right, 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 exactly. 
Exactly. So we all kind of have our different spaces in digital marketing. You know, huh. everyone has their strength and digital marketing can mean so many different things. So it is like your brand presence, it's your ad campaigns, it's your funnels, your website, your sales pages, um, your Instagram accounts, your social media accounts. So there's all these different aspects and we all kind of like and are really good at a singular lane. And for me, I'm really great at creating that brand story and translating that and really connecting with people and telling the brand story through visuals and wow. figuring out strategies and creating that strategy for people. But there's mm -hmm. a couple things that I, I don't really focus on, like SEO. You know, we do organic SEO, but not like the manipulated SEO that changes and things like that. Or building out, you know, funnels and all of that stuff, like the tech part is not my favorite thing. So tell us a little bit about like what your lane is and you know why you find that so important. Yeah, so I mean, my lane pretty much is, like I say, once again, first of all, growing up different entrepreneurs, business owners, brands, growing that social presence, we grow that audience. Um, because the thing is, if you don't have an audience, you don't have a tribe. A lot of times it can be difficult in terms of marketing on the internet. I'll talk a little bit more about that later on. We get into talking about ads. Um, but that's one of the things that I definitely uh, recommend, and that's one of the things we focus on when we first bring on a client. Um, and then the other thing that we do is we assist them with coming up with some type of a lead magnet. We call it an irresistible offer. So, you know, basically something you can offer value um, to your particular market in exchange for capturing customers' data. Yeah, yeah, a little bit, a little bit, but I can hear you though. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I call it a freebie. Yeah, a freebie, right, exactly, right. A freebie, <laughs> or even in some cases, it really depends because, for instance, like we're running ads for a restaurant right now that we're getting great results for. It may be a discount sometime on one of the main dishes, or even at e commerce, we're running as right now for a business that sells a uh, fitness type of clothing and they're just doing discounts. So it really depends. But a lot of times, yeah, like if you like in a coaching and training space or information product uh, space, if you're in network marketing, affiliate marketing, um, a lot of those type of different businesses and even some service-based businesses too, a lot of times, yes, you would give away something free of value in exchange for capturing customers' data. So yeah. what is, Right. Because what happens is a lot of times, you know, we see a lot of people, they have these conventional websites with the home tab, the about me or the about, about the company tab, the, the blog. Um, they have their products and services. They may have some testimonies, reviews, a contact section. And then on the site, too, they have all their social media icons that's taking people off of their site back over to social media. And a lot of times they don't really have a way to be able to capture people's information, like really generate a lead and get a customer on the site. The site is not really positioned as a site to really be able to monetize the traffic that's visiting the site. Or they have a pop-up like sign up for my free newsletter or sign up for, uh, you know, email updates from us. Right. Guys, nobody wants a free newsletter. Nobody, right. wants, nobody wants more spammy emails. They want something of value that they can use. Exactly. And so I always suggest that to my clients. Nobody wants like that spam email. And even if your email has really great content, like that is not what somebody's like wants to fill into their like mailbox. Right. So for my freebie, I offer a social media style guide, and that is 
I use with my clients. So if they follow me on Instagram at iMedia Exposure, they get that style guide. And then I offer a 20 minute strategy session where we actually go and look at their, we go on Zoom and we look at their social media, their Instagram, and I give suggestions on how they can improve their brand presence. Um, wow. and, and that's a value because that is going to give them results immediately. And so it's all about like, the results and people forget that. And I like what you said about the the website pages. You know, they have all of these links to go all these places, but they right. don't have a way to capture the information. Right. And that, that's a really great point, guys. So all of you that are listening, make sure that you have a sales page with an opt-in with a right. free a lead magnet. Right. Exactly. So, so what would you say is, you know, your favorite and also too, like if you're a product, um, an online store, a restaurant, you may not have a freebie. It's probably going to be a discount because that's a different type of industry. Exactly. So what would you say are some really great lead magnets that are going to get leads? Mm -hmm. Okay. That's a great question. And once again, like I say, it kind of depends on the business and the industry. What I will say, like more in the information space, like I say, for instance, if you have an information product or you into like coaching and training, uh, even for some service based businesses, it just depends on the type of service based business it is. Um, a lot of times right now we see uh, value videos do real well. So a value video is basically like a, a VSL. We call it a video a sales letter. Well, basically, you know, of course, we you may have heard of like written type of sales letter, where it's basically a, a letter that leads to selling a product or service. That's basically what it is in the written. A BSL is basically a video that basically hits on the pains, problems, and frustrations of the market that you're actually targeting. Okay. So okay. Say it again so everyone hears the, the pain. The yeah, the pains, problems, and frustrations of your market. And why do we focus on the pains, problems, and frustrations of our market? Why do we focus on that? Well, the thing is because, you know, you want to be able, well, I would say this from my perspective of you want to be able to, first of all, you want to be able to hit people emotionally. You know what I mean? A lot of times. Um, you know, that, that's the thing about pains, problems, and frustrations is being able to really hit people's pain points in terms of hitting them emotionally, not focusing so much on, um, you know, the features of a particular situation, like really focusing on like the emotional aspect of your potential customers and clients. That's why I say, you know, hitting on the pains, problems and frustrations and, and being able to speak to that particular market, you know, to be able to resonate with that market that, hey, they're talking to me. You see what I'm saying? I'm actually experiencing what they're talking about in terms of the pains, problems, and frustrations. So that's exactly. what I'm right. that's why I'm really clear target demographic right. And then you can speak directly to them. So if you know who that person is, what their pains, problems, and frustrations are, and speak directly to them. And in your, you know, your offer, your video, you know, act as though you're speaking directly to them, right? You would say right. that that's is like the best strategy yep. because essentially we're here to solve the needs and the problems and right. people, people buy the results. Right. 
always by the results. So what else needs to be in this video sales letter? Yeah, so you want to semi-solve the problem. You don't want to completely solve the problem because if you completely solve that problem, it gives them no reason to book a call with you or to purchase your product or service at the end, et cetera. So you just want to semi-solve the problem. And you also, being you have any type of proof of concept that your particular product or service has worked for people, right? Like testimonials, reviews, et cetera, you want to share those. And then you want to have a call to action. So the call to action, like I say, could be for them to schedule a call or it can be for them to purchase your product or service. So that's pretty much what a VSL is. Or a video sales letter, yeah. Yes. Videos can be Right. Um, so how do you know how do they do a video? Like what kind of video does it need to be a very um high-tech video where it's like with b-roll and b-roll guys is that kind of background video where it looks cool, like somebody's walking and there's like voice overlay, maybe right. or music overlay. So what kind of video does it have to be and does it have to be this big production? No, it doesn't. Um I've recorded several VSLs and I have clients that I've trained on doing it as well. Normally what we do at our VSLs is we either do slides, like with the voiceover on it. And no, you don't have to be technical. I actually use a software called Easy VSL. It's real simple. All you simply have to do is write up your script. You take your script, you load it up into Easy VSL. They take the script and put it on the slides for you. All you have to do is go in and put your images in there, or if you want to put some videos in as well, you can do that. And then all you have to do is record your audio. They sync your audio with the video. And then if you want to add music behind it, you can do that as well. Go to audiojungle.net, get free royalty music, throw it behind it. And then you pretty much just save it. And now you have a VSL. So you can do it that way. And it's some people I know as well just doing the face-to-face VSLs now, right? Like how me and you talking right now. Or they may have a whiteboard in the background and teaching something in that format. So those are the couple of VSLs that we're using right now. So we're not doing a whole lot of animation, a whole lot of technical type of stuff. We've had VSLs that have done very well online. Okay, awesome. They have this video and they have the offer. And then, so somebody signs up, maybe it's like a free consult or maybe it's like a free guide or maybe they buy something. What next? Right. Or maybe, After that, maybe they leave the page. Maybe they watch the video and they're like, oh, that's cool, but you know, not for me right now. Like, what would you suggest happens? Or like what would you set up? Email marketing. So pretty much, you know, you want to have an email autoresponder that integrates with the, the sales funnel. So what happens is as you're capturing people's names and emails, even if they view the video and they don't schedule a consult or they don't get the free guide or purchase the product or service, they go into your email list. You can even set up automated emails like pre-written emails. It could be five days, seven days, 14 days, 30 days, however many days you want it to be. I mean, I know some people that have automation sequences for a whole year. I mean, you can pretty much pre-write emails up, load them up into an email autoresponder, and those emails that go out is not just consistently selling or consistently trying to get them to go back to schedule a call. You want to provide a little bit more value, show a little bit more proof and make offers from time to time. You know, 90% value, 10% making offers. And 
that's what you want to do. And then another thing too, if you're running ads, you also can set up what we call retargeting ads, meaning people who watch the video but don't schedule a call, take any action. You can have ads that literally follow them around on social media, telling them to go back to schedule a call or purchase the product or service. So you can do that as well. Yeah, retargeting is a great idea. That is interested in the products already. And so they're interested, you know, I get stocks by retargeting ads all the time and particularly it's like shopping. They like know that I like put dresses in my my cart and then I walk away and then it follows me. It follows me around and it haunts me and guys, I usually buy them. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. They work. Yeah, and sometimes I do it just because I'm like, I need the urge to shop and I'm like, okay, I'm not going to go to the store, but I'll go on here, I'll do what I need to do and then I'm like, okay, I really don't need this, just step away, just step away and then it right. follows me. And so that's the same thing with like, you know, people will go and they they get that, you, and especially if you're playing, if you're letting people know like this is your pain and this is how, this is the solution. Right. People, I think, know that they need marketing and i have so many people that set up calls with me and they're like i really want to work with you i really love what you do and i really know i need this for my business but mm -hmm. we need more sales to then be able to like account for marketing and i and it puzzled me because i'm like okay i totally get that i totally know that it's an expense an added expense that you need to accommodate for but how are you going to get sales if you're not efficiently utilizing marketing? Like, right. no one's gonna just knock on your door and be like, hey guys, you know, like they need to um, see you. And especially, you know, with the email drip campaign, I love that concept because it follows up with people because we don't always remember to follow up. And right. we're so busy doing all of the things that we can't follow up. And people need seven to 12 impressions before right. they make the decision to buy. Exactly. And then, you know, they need to be, it needs to be present and, and the testimonials. So you said, um, you know, showcasing the results or showcasing how it worked. So a testimonial, like how do you showcase testimonials or how do you showcase things that works maybe on a sales page or on a video? Yeah. So in terms of showcasing testimonials, I mean, it's a lot of different ways you could do it. Um, being that you have a community online, not saying everyone does, some people do have Facebook communities online where you may have your clients in there or your customers in there, you know, as they post different reviews in there or different testimonials in there. Of course, you can screenshot them. You can also put those in the BSL or on your website or what have you. But a lot of times too, you know, video testimonies are definitely working a whole lot more now. Um, in terms of getting your customers or your clients to actually give you reviews through video. And a lot of times it's basically explaining where they were before utilizing your product or service. And then of course, where they are now, you know, talking about that transformation, talking about that result that they was able to obtain by utilizing your different product or service. But like I say, it can either be written testimony or video, but I definitely recommend in today's time with so much going on online, people don't know what's real and what's fluff. I definitely recommend if you can get videos. Yes. Awesome. Absolutely. What do you say the, like, the main mistakes that clients are making when they come to you? 
you were saying the mistakes. Yeah, what are the main mistakes that you're seeing people are making? You know, they're like, hey, like we need help. Like, what are the mistakes that they're making that they're not getting the results? Like, what what do you see your in your clients? Yeah, I will say the ones that have not gotten big results um, that I work with, and it's not a lot of them, but I will say the ones that have a lot of um, look at advertisement like it's the lottery. Um, and it's not. And, and what I mean by that is, uh, for instance, like when we're about to get ready to set up, let's say Facebook and Instagram ads for them, you know, they want to send us over maybe one video, right, to run an ad for. And I'm like, no, we need to test out multiple videos, right? Multiple different angles in terms of the copywriting, uh, multiple different headlines, target a lot of different audiences. So I would say it's really them looking at advertisement like you're just going to knock this grand slam out just with this one ad, right? Or even a couple ads. Sometimes we've had to test out a lot of different variations of ads to really get that one winner for our business when we're running ads, even our clients' businesses. Uh, and so I would say not looking at advertisement for the long game, looking at it as this very quick instant gratification type of thing. So tell us more about ad campaigns. You know, you said that you need to have multiple different videos and and also multiple different images. So if you're not if you're not doing a video ad campaign, you want to have multiple images to test out those ads. Right. Um, one question that I have is generally when we do ad campaigns, we'll do it for a specific city or a region and we'll do multiple ones and we try to do diff we'll test different images for the different regions depending upon different variables and the, the different customer demographics. Um, but do you think that that is a good strategy to target an ad for one region or do you do like multiple cities in one ad? So tell us a little bit more of like how to do that. Yeah, so I will say that it really just depends. Um, the thing is, I mean, we have some of our campaigns that we ran where we would target the whole United States. First of all, starting off with the ads, we'll run them over 72 hours. We would collect the data in terms of who's actually responding to those ads the most, because you can see that in your data, in your analytics, and let's say Facebook, Instagram, et cetera. And then we will narrow it down from there based off who's responding. That's one way we've done it. Um, another way, of course, as well, is you can use audience insights uh, in the Facebook business manager. So basically audience insights is actually a research tool. So you can go into audience insights, being that you have a little information on your audience already. So what I mean by that is, you know, being that you already know the age range that you may be looking to target, of course, the gender you're looking to target, and you already know, let's say at least one specific interest that your market may have, you can plug that into audience insights. And audience insights will actually tell you what cities and states or regions that your particular audience lies in on the Facebook platform. It'll tell you in there. So that's a way you can actually as well come up with the different cities and states that you want to put your market in the front of. Yeah, that is great. It's um yeah. and so just to be clear for our, our listeners, is Audience Insights going to just say, it's gonna find the people around the region that are not your followers or your 
liked your page or is it going to be gathering data dependent upon your pre-existing likes on your page? Yeah, so the thing is, when you go into Audience Insights, you can set it up where it's based off of people who have liked your page. They ask you that when you actually go into Audience Insights, or you could just do it for everyone on Facebook. So okay. you can choose which option you want. Yeah, you choose which option you want. That's great to know. So yeah. it can be so if you already have a pre-existing audience, you know the data and you know where they are. And it could right. just be because of the markets that you've been, you know, in a lot. So for me, my markets are Boston, DC, Miami, LA, New York, Chicago, and Houston. And that is not random. It is because I've spoken at several events in those regions. I have done my ad campaigns in those regions. I've spent time in those regions and I have networks in those regions. So generally I'll focus on those regions, but it's not to say other markets, um, you know, like Dallas or Atlanta or, you know, there's other markets that there is reach and potential. So what would you say for somebody that knows that they have specific cities, that they already have a community and a network, and they have followers and business, and do you suggest that they target other cities? Outside of the cities that they already have a network and the following in? Yes. Yes, I would recommend it once you have an ad that's performing. So if you have an ad that's already performing, meaning you've got social proof up on this ad, and I, what I mean by that is you got likes, comments, shares, you got a bunch of engagement on this particular ad, and you've already been generating leads, potentially some customers already from the ad or clients from the ad, then yes, I would duplicate that ad and I would target some other cities and states as well. That's actually part of our ad strategy. Like a lot of people don't really realize, all of our ad campaigns that we launch, even for our own company, I'm not even just talking about our clients. I always launch into my warm market first. So what I mean by my warm market, Fauna, I mean people that have already liked my page, right? already engaged on ads that we've ran in the past. We also take our email list, and I know this might be getting a little advanced, but I'm going to share it anyway. We'll take our email list, we'll load it up into Facebook, we'll create a lookalike off of that, and we target them first. Being that they're responding to the ads, you know, in a great manner, and they're, they're liking it, they're commenting, they're sharing, we're generating leads from it, we may be getting people to register for a webinar from it, whatever the case may be. I say, okay, which one of these ads are performing the best? Whichever one is performing the best, I will duplicate that ad and then I will go target co audiences, right? Or it could be other cities and states that don't know who we are or regions that don't know who we are. You see what I'm saying? So I build a social proof up first. And then I go into those markets, but I never go into those markets with a brand web. Okay. Test your ad in the warm markets. Right. And then the ad can go into new markets. Right. Okay, great. And then where does the ad go? Where do you where do you suggest that? You take the person on the ad. You know, I always suggest never really going back to your Facebook page because, okay, you know, whatever, maybe they like your page, but I don't really find that as valuable as going to a sales page. But what do you suggest? From the ad? Yeah. An opt-in page. Like, you need a sales phone. 
Yeah. Uh, you need a system to be able to generate a lead that will convert over to a paying customer client. So you need a phone. That's what you need to be driving your traffic to. Absolutely. That's what you need to be driving your traffic to is opt-in page. We don't really run any ad campaigns without driving traffic to an opt-in page. Yeah. Now, I know in e-commerce, e um, in e-commerce, like selling physical products and stuff like that, you know, I've known some people that's had some success driving traffic directly over to the product page or, you know, a page with all these products on that there. I've known some people that have had success doing that in the beginning stages of running their ads. But at the end of the day, even in e-commerce, if you really want to scale big, eventually you have to have a sales funnel with that as well. You can't just continue just driving traffic over to, you know, that product that you're going to need a sales funnel. And the reason for that being even with e-commerce is because you want to be able to increase the average order value of each customer. You want to be able to position an upsell or a couple of upsells after they make that first purchase and then the downsell, right? And so with that being said, a lot of times that doesn't really take place just driving them over to a product page. So with that being said, yes, you need a sales phone. Yes. Yeah. So clients whenever I suggest anything with ad campaigns, not. I really always suggest going to a sales page because, you know, what's the point of spending all this money if you're not actually going to capture a lead? You're right. not going to get somebody like in front of somebody. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> they might see your Facebook page, they might see your post, they might see your Instagram, they might see your and for products, I think in or restaurants, I think it's a bit different. Right. Um, right. <clears throat> if you are going to be selling something you know, under $150, maybe it is consumer products and somebody follows your page, they could make the decision right there. But if you are, you know, a coach or somebody selling um, a different type of program that's a bit more, I uh, like, you know, it's really great to have that sales page. Absolutely. And you, go ahead. Well, I was, go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, because what I was going to say, like, right now, we have a restaurant we've been running ads for for the last three months. And I mean, we brought this restaurant. It's a seafood restaurant in Louisiana. We brought tons of customers. And uh, part of our strategy, we actually did use a sales funnel, but, you know, part of our strategy was we actually took his best-selling dish on this menu. We uh, offered it at a discount on an opt-in page. So we're still capturing the name and email. And then when they opt in, we have them directly over to another page where we offer them like a free drink or something like that. It's a one-time offer. And for them to take advantage of that offer, they have to click the button on the, the page and it takes them over to the website to place an online order. This particular campaign is like, in terms of opt-ins, I mean, it's ridiculous. In terms of like, it's probably like over well over 1,500 opt-ins in like a few months. And he's, got a ton, he's got a ton of customers as well um, from it. And the thing about it is we've been able to take his email list because we've brought him a massive email list. We load that up into Facebook. We create a lookalike audience off of that. And now we're able to target people that look like everybody on his email list within a certain mile radius of his restaurant. Um, so it's, it's huge. And it's, bringing even, it's, it's basically scaling the campaigns even bigger by doing that. So that's why I say it's very important to have that funnel, you know, and be growing the email list. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> There's so much you can do with that database, you know. Yeah. So. And also to like, do reservations too. 
flags their opt-in. Like, you know, you're capturing their data with reservations as right. well. Right, exactly. So is there any last tips, any like things that you want to make sure that our listeners are doing so that they are taking their business to the next level? Yeah, I would just say like right now, you know, being the state we are in in this world right now, I mean, traffic is definitely up online right now, uh, being more people are at home and more people are on their phones. And so what I would recommend is definitely if you have a product or service that is selling already, you want to be leveraging paid advertisement to grow your business during this time. It's so many, like I say, so many people online, we've seen a spike in traffic and lead generation, even customer acquisition, not only our own business, our clients' business as well during the, you know, the pandemic uh, because of that. You know, so it's a lot of eyeballs online right now. Uh, consistency is definitely key with whatever you're doing right now, whether you're creating content, you got to be very consistent with it. You know, you can't do it a couple of days and take days off. You got to stay very consistent. You know, I tell people even from the organic side of things, you know, Instagram stories and even Facebook stories right now are doing real well. You know, it's a lot of eyeballs even on those. So if you can be very consistent with showing a little behind the scenes of your life and showing a little behind the scenes of your business and from time to time making offers, you know, you can also get customers and clients that way as well. So I think it's just uh, making sure you got high visibility during this time, uh, heavy exposure, and, um, you know, just staying consistent. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and are definitely the things that you need to do. Right. So I have a fun question for you. If you could be a superhero and have two superpowers, what would your two superpowers be? Oh, wow. <laughs> Woo! That is a fun question. Um, superpowers, superpowers. Man, 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 man. What would be my two superpowers? If I was a superhero. Um, I don't know. I would say... I would definitely say, ooh, this is a good one here, finally. You asked a good one. <laughs> I'm going to deep thought on that one. My two superpowers. Okay. For one, you know, I know this may sound a little boring, but hey, it is what it is. Like, you know, I will, I would definitely heal a lot of people. I know right now with everything that's going on in the world and stuff like that, you know, people need healing, whether it's mentally, whether it's spiritually, physically right now, or even financially. I would definitely heal more people, help more people uh, if I could. Uh, that's one superpower, I would say. Uh, and the second superpower, damn. <laughs> that's a good one, Fly. Hmm. Man, 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 my second superpower. What would it be? Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I would find just more ways, like I say, just to create more, I guess I could say more change, you know, in the world. It's around a lot of different things. That that will I could I could go on and on and on and on about it. But I would say, you know. It's definitely some change that needs to be created within this world amongst a lot of different things that I see from the educational system um, 
to a lot of different things I've seen that we could definitely approve upon. And I believe I would like to be able to do it if it was possible, you know, and if it is possible, but at the end of the day, of course, it's not something that can just happen like that. But if I had a superpower, that's what I would do. Got it. Two superpowers, yeah. My superpower would be to fly and to speak every language in the world. <laughs> I, I, like I like that fly. It's I like that fly. in the world. Wow. Yeah. So I love traveling. And so it would be awesome just to go everywhere and then mm -hmm. being able to communicate. You know, you could, I, I love speaking and helping people grow their businesses and, you know, just bringing positive energy into the world. And so if I could speak in every language, I could communicate and, you know, be able to do that for more people. Right. Um, you know, what you said about change and making a difference and change in the world. So I was on um, another podcast and I was asked, you know, a very um, pageant -y question. And it was, you know, if you could change anything in the world, what would that be? And I said, um, I would let, I would want the ability for people to see their self-limiting beliefs and right. not let those stop them from living into their full like capacity and potential. Because I think that, you know, anything that, I feel like anything bad that happens or, you know, when people are stopped, it's because of like that mindset or, you know, whatever negative is going on in their, in their minds to not let them excel. And right. so, and I think that we all have those, those voices that are like, you know, Oh, can you do this? Is this going to work? Or all yep. of the other things like that people have, and there's so many of them. And so I think it would be cool if people could be like, okay, my mom always says, when you don't go into your head alone and you know, when you have any of those negative thoughts, you know, say, okay, thank you for sharing, but we're doing this. We're exactly. doing something that's going to lead us into our possibilities. Absolutely. I love it. I love yeah. it. That was some big superpowers. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, I definitely agree. Yep. Well, I want to thank you so much for being on. You gave us so many great tips, you know, about ads and sales pages and opt-ins. You know, I think that those are really essential. And I really love helping people, you know, create the strategy for that. And I really love that you actually do the implementation. So we have like a great um, you know, partnership there. Absolutely, there it is. <laughs> no problem at all. Thank you for having me on again, Farrell. I enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Bye. All right, bye.